Hello, everyone. It's Mike Stewart, the Internet Audio and Video Guy here, and I uh, want to share with you my excitement these days about podcasting. Um, I was at a meeting re- recently, and uh, a very seasoned broadcaster said that uh, radio and TV are uh, really on the decline and that uh, everybody can broadcast to the world through the technology of podcasting. And to me, a podcast is the ultimate social media. So uh, that's why I put this presentation together, and I put this presentation together to be a podcast, to be social media, and also to be uh, a presentation that people can watch on demand to learn more about what's going on. And it's brought to you by tabletpodcasting.com, one of my courses on in-depth how to do podcasting. But let's go ahead and talk about what I'm going to cover in this presentation. You know, number one, I want to talk to you, if you don't really know what podcasting is uh, really, and what it is technically, we're going to go over that. And this is an inspiration. I was working with a music professional here in Nashville. And, you know, I said, I don't understand why uh, major artists are not building their own podcast. I mean, you spend fortunes on promoting to terrestrial radio, regular radio. Uh, but you could do a podcast so easily uh, to get more of a bigger fan base. And he came back to me with the question. He says, well, what is a podcast? What is it really? And so that's why we're going to cover what it is really. And then, you know, the whole thing is if, if you're doing it as a hobby, then you don't care about this. But most people are interested in making money. So how does radio and TV monetize? Let's go back at the history of how radio and TV makes money and then how you can how people are making money with podcasting today. And then I want to go into an overview of the basics of how easy it is to set it up with a WordPress website, you know, how, how it works, the things that you need to get together to make it happen, and, and the resources that if you uh, could set these things up in a matter of minutes. I set podcasts up for people uh, in, in a matter of a few minutes, and then it takes a day to get it improved in iTunes, and then you're off and running. And then there's a handful of other things that you're going to do. And then you got to remember, just like in radio and television from the from history, uh, you have to have an audience building strategy. You know, if you have no listeners, no viewers, then you're not going to make any money. You're just doing a hobby that no, you're a needle in a haystack. Nobody hears you. So you have got to realize just building it and build it and they will come and it's probably not going to happen. But if you do build it and you do get people to listen and view, then you can monetize it in a number of ways and, and more ways than radio or TV could. And we'll explain that. And then we'll talk about the things that you need to be aware of to make money. I mean, if you're not willing to do the things that make money and generate sales, then then this is uh, something you may not want to do, or it's a habit. I mean, it's not a habit, but it's a it's a uh, it's a hobby. And you know, hobbies are fun, but hobbies cost money. They don't make money. This is about business strategies. And then technically, you need a good microphone, you need recording software, and you need what's called production assets to make a good audio show and also to make a good video podcast. Um, you know, I own the right microphones, I own the right software, and making content is not a struggle for me. If it's a struggle for you, we'll talk about the basics to start with an audio podcast, and then ultimately you might want to do a video podcast, i.e. right now I'm recording this with a program called Camtasia with a good microphone and a good audio mixer connected to my computer. So therefore, I'm getting good audio, and you're seeing the screen uh, with clarity because it became an MPEG-4 file. So we'll talk about that. Now, 
one of the things that I love and I teach in tablet podcasting and I'll share with you is there's a $10 app called the Boss Jock Studio combined with a $220 microphone, the Apogee mic, and you have got a portable podcasting production studio in your pocket with an iPhone or iPad. Um, I have uh, artists and other clients that are on the road. They can't have be at their computer. They can't set their equipment up, and they're making amazing quality podcast content with nothing more than their iPhone and this app. So we'll share that with you. And then we'll talk about some case studies. And, and of course, since this is a recording, the discussion and Q&A is you can email me, Mike, at InternetAudioGuy.com if you have a question, and we can have a discussion that way. Uh, this presentation I do live at meetups, and I'll probably be doing them on webinars. But since this is recording, uh, the only way you can do Q&A is email me, Mike, at InternetAudioGuy, and uh, I'll be glad to answer your questions. So let's get into it. You know, number one. For those of you who don't know me, um, I've got over 40 years' experience in audio and video production. Uh, I have been a music... The reason I'm in Nashville, Tennessee these days is I'm a songwriter. I'm a composer. I've been writing music for TV and radio since 1979, over 40 years uh, writing music professionally. And, uh, you know, uh, years ago, I got a gold record for being in a band that had a number one hit record, Pac-Man Fever. In fact, there's my video strategy of always, you can see the blue arrow there, always put your awards behind you when you're shooting video. It makes a great conversation piece. You don't know how many times people said, do you really have a gold record? And the answer is absolutely yes. So I always home, home my, put my awards, you know, whatever your degrees, awards, accolades, those make good backgrounds, you know, a heck with shooting on green screen. Uh, in fact, there's this microphone I'm talking on right now. That's, that's uh, my studio microphone. And I'm able to make video and I'm able to make audio. And uh, I was one of the first people to do a video sales letter, and then we actually recorded a song for Disney because of Pac-Man Fever. We did the theme to the Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph Disney movie, which was um, um, Oscar-nominated in 2012, and I actually recorded that uh, Oscar-nominated theme on the computer I'm actually re using right now. So what I love doing now is teaching business owners um, how to use audio and video and podcasting being one of those options on the internet to build your business, build your brand, get generate leads and make more customers. And in fact, there's a screenshot of something I want to tell a story I'm going to tell you here in a minute about working for Ted Turner in 1980. And just like to show you 40 years ago, I spent more money on that right there in the right. I spent more money on that four track TAC 24, uh, 2340 tape recorder than three of my iPhones. And so uh, the equipment today and the ability to do it has never been easier, cheaper, and a broader reach. So just want to let you know, I've uh, been around this a long time. This is in my first rodeo, and I uh, remember when it was hard and expensive to do, and now it's amazingly simple and cheap to do, but it requires taking action. So I want to talk about this video. In fact, I invite you to go watch this video. There I grabbed uh, at two minutes and six seconds into the video. They did a pan shot of me playing bass uh, on this record that I produced for Ted Turner called He Was Cable When Cable Wasn't Cool. And that was the night I met Ted Turner. And one of the things that Ted was excited about that night in 1980 was he said, you know, and he was, we were all standing around, you know, talking about the record and talking about, um, 
you know, what's going on. And, you know, he was had just come back from New York, and he says, I am so excited, guys. My local TV station, which was WTCG at the time, uh, has a reach of 7 million subscribers. Now, that meant 7 million homes that subscribed to cable TV were connected and could tune in his local TV station. Now, that didn't mean 7 million people were watching. That meant only 7 million people had access. But he had to do a lot of marketing to get people to tune in. And he was excited about 7 million. That was unheard of. The reach of a TV or radio station was just your terrestrial or your ground transmitter coverage restricted by the FCC. So for now, because of cable, he could get outside his market, and he realized his market could grow and grow and grow because of cable. So, you know, that's why we did the song. He was cable when he wasn't cable cool. But let me tell you what you have. And now that I look back on that conversation and was really impressed, did you know the subscriptions to smartphones is going to be $9.2 billion? And that doesn't count computers, smart TVs, TVs Alexas, uh, Google TVs, Apple TVs, Wi-Fi-enabled automobile dashboard devices. Here's the reality. You right now can reach more devices with your audio or video content than Ted Turner was excited about in 1980. He was excited about the reach. You should be excited about the reach that you have. Now let's talk about what you have versus what Ted had in 1980. Number one, broadcasting content, video and audio to the world in 1980 cost millions of dollars in equipment and content creation. In other words, he he had to create content, or what he did was repurpose content. He got old I Love Lucy shows and Andy Griffith shows, and he started syndicating old shows that he could get cheaply so he could fill up his channel with content. But still, he didn't get it for free. It cost him millions of dollars to create the content. Now today, all of this creating content is essentially effort. You just have to make the effort. Doing what I'm doing right now, creating video audio content that somebody would have an interest in. That's all Ted did. It cost him millions. It cost you effort. Now here's what you have that he didn't have. You have the Internet and mobile devices to build your audience. He had only expensive satellite connections from Atlanta. He had to buy satellite time. He had to build big satellite hookups. He had to go to trade shows. He had to hire sales teams and pay them expensive salaries and perks. And he had to hire talent producers, actors, um, uh, people who were hosts of shows, writers, producers, cameramen. In other words, everything he did cost him millions of dollars just to create his content. And then he still had to build his audience. You know, you've got everything he had that cost him millions essentially just for taking action. Now, he couldn't monetize a niche. You can. In other words, to, to make WTBS make money like it does today, he needed to prove he had millions of viewers. And when he proved he had millions of viewers or listeners to, in radio, that's when he could uh, uh, get advertising fees from advertisers. He says, I have an audience of this many people, and if you want to get in front of them, you got to pay me money. All you need is just a good group of super fans and you can start making money. 
you know, I know people who make money off of 500 super fans. Every time they launch something that makes them money, a percentage of those super fans will buy it. I'm living proof of that. You may very well be somebody who's bought from me. It's that principle. So you can monetize a niche. Ted couldn't. You have a bigger reach, a lower or minimal expense, and opportunities if you build it and promote it. Build it and hope they come doesn't work. Might, but chances are it won't. But build it and promote it, you could possibly get to the point where you have enough super fans to monetize, and then there you can grow from there. you got to remember, Ted spent his fortune building and promoting his networks, TBS, CNN. They got into the, uh, the uh, Cartoon Channel and Sports South and the list goes, and there's a whole bunch of Ted Turner networks, but it all started the night he was excited about 7 million subscribers, not viewers. You've got 9 billion plus subscribers that you can reach. But podcasting is the pipeline to get there. So what is podcasting really? Well, number one, in the 50s and 60s, after World War II, was the, in fact, 1947 was the invention of the transistor. And shortly thereafter, in the 50s, with the invention of the transistor, which was battery-powered, they could make a radio that was small, held in your hand, and was portable. And you could actually plug an earplug into it and stick it in your ear. And what teenagers did in the 50s and 60s, especially me, I was a 60s teenager, we got our content, our music, portable in an earplug on a radio. That was the beginning of content portable. But the difference today is the kids of today, the world of today, not just kids, the world of today, you know, baby boomers on, we all have these things, smartphones. That's portable content. It's a phone, but it's really access to portable content. And radio and TV is uh, available on these devices. But the difference is it's not being broadcast. Back in the 50s and 60s, you could only listen to what was being broadcast at that moment. If you missed it, you had to wait until they broadcast it again. And if you missed a special event, you missed it forever. But now today, content must be on demand and not on a schedule set by a broadcaster. So broadcasting is real-time content that's on a schedule. Podcasting is the ability for the same content, audio or video, and you as an audio video content creator can reach your audience or your fans on the billions of devices now in place that can tune into that content on demand. Subscribe to it. Better yet, the content can notify you when there's something new. So you didn't have radio and television subscription that would notify you on your device, on your TV set, said, hey, there's a new episode of Batman. You know, Ed Sullivan's on in 30 minutes. That's the power of these devices because they're computers. And you can engage with that uh, creator on a regular basis. So that's podcasting what it is. But technically, it is an Internet subscription to bingeable, on-demand audio or video content. If you can learn to make an MP3 audio file of great, compelling wonderful content or an MPEG-4 file of great, compelling, wonderful video content and you can create it with the device you probably already own, 
there is a potential to build an audience and not an audience of million just an audience of a few hundred to a few thousand and you could make money because the internet is now the antenna and RSS or real simple syndication is the transmitter so how did radio monetize well number one a radio station or a TV station, and even to this day, or even a television network, had to prove they had an audience of listeners and viewers. And they did that through companies called Arbitron and Nielsen. Nielsen, that was their proof. you know. And it wasn't very scientific, but that's how a radio station was able to make money. When they proved they had an audience, they could say, our audience would be interested in your product, and if you want to run advertising on our radio or TV station, then we have the audience that you want to reach. You've got to pay us money to run your ads on it. So the radio and TV station was all about getting a sales team to sell TV ad space, radio ad space, and that's what made them profits. Advertising is the only way a radio station made money. And for years, they were king. If you wanted to reach a local market, if you wanted to uh, uh, launch an, a national product, you had to consider radio and TV in your advertising mix. You know, sure, there's print magazines and and uh, newspapers and direct mail. You know, that's all printed advertising that still exists. But but the power of radio and TV was one way businesses reached their customers and generated new business. Well, that's how radio monetized was build an audience, prove they have an audience, and sell their ad space. Well, the same is true with podcasting. If you don't have any listeners or downloads, you don't have anybody viewing your videos or listening to your audios, you're not going to make any money. You're just a needle in a haystack. But if you do audience building strategies and build a big enough audience, you could make money promoting things that bring you profits, your products, your services, products that pay you commissions. And then you could do the radio and TV model of get sponsors. And there's something even today that didn't exist back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and so on. Was you could ask your fans to just donate to you. You could get on Kickstarter. You could get on Patreon. The bigger the fan base, the bigger the money-making profit potential. So what is podcasting? It's the ability to build an audience. And then you can bring them back to things that make you money. And that's how you monetize a podcast, which is based on the experience originally of what radio only had, selling ad space or sponsorships. But you have the ability to, sell, to, to send people to your own products or services. We actually have service businesses and coaches and, client, and uh, uh, consultants sending people back to their websites and getting consulting clients as a result of listening to their podcasts. So here's the basics of how a podcast works. And my recommendation, even though there's lots of ways of doing it, and I'm not saying that those ways are bad or good, I'm just saying this is the way I teach it, this is the way I do it, and it works. And if there's other ways that you know of, that's fine. This is the way I do it. If I want to create a podcast, I name my podcast. In fact, my podcast, the one you're listening to this on probably, and if you're not listening to it, is MikeStewartPodcast.com. That's my, that's my podcast. MikeStewartPodcast.com. So I named it the Mike Stewart Podcast, and I set up a WordPress website. Number two, I got the PowerPress plugin by Blueberry. There's lots of plugins, but my I, I believe this to be the most powerful and the most up-to-date and has a lot of features that make it the best. 
So that's the plugin that makes the magic work with my content. Then you have to create a podcast square logo for iTunes. They say it should be 3,000 by 3,000 pixel artwork. So it can be your picture. It can be some text. It can be You can go to Fiverr.com, get somebody to create something. But you need a 3,000 by 3,000 pixel logo artwork that works for iTunes. It needs to be big so that when it gets shrunk down on the phone, it uh, is readable. Step four, go into your WordPress website and fill out the settings of the PowerPress plugin. You've got to title it, write a description, figure out what categories you apply to. You've got to say if you're a clean show or if you're an explicit show, you have to, you know, iTunes requires that. There's settings in PowerPress that are just click, take five, ten minutes, questionnaire, fill it in, and save it. Then you must submit your show to the iTunes and Stitcher directories. And there's other places to, to submit your uh, your podcast. But these are the searchable search engines, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, iTunes is the iPhone uh, search engine for um, podcasts, and Stitcher is an Android search engine for podcasts. So if bare minimum, these are the two to do. Now, if you search Google for where can I submit my podcast, you'll find lots of other places. One of the things that's interesting is Spotify is now accepting great podcasts, and that's a huge place to be if you could get in Spotify. But with, at the end of the day, bare minimum, everybody can get an iTunes and a Stitcher. And then, here's where you've got to take action. You've got to create great content and recommend th- And every time you do the great content, begin it, seed it, and end it with referring people to things that make you money. You say, well, I don't have things that make me money. Well, then you're not going to make money. You, if you want to make money with a podcast, you got to send people back to things to make that make you money. That's how the high-end, successful podcasters make money. They're selling their own products, and they're referring people to products they make commissions on. And they're consistent and regular. Now, think about radio and TV. Radio and TV, has like Ted Turner back in the 80s, when he launched, he had to have 24 hours a day of content. Well, you know what he did? He, he ran I Love Lucy and, and Andy Griffith's show. And, in fact, he does it to this day. There's they, Sometimes he'll have six shows in a row. Uh, you know, he licensed the Big Bang Theory. You know, he's doing that to this day. The same shows over and over and again, like four in a row. That's just to fill up space. When they know fans like it, they give them what they want. But they can't shut down. With a podcast, if you just did... 15, 10 minutes a week, you'd be better off than most people in the world. It's not about how much content. It's consistent, regular, and great content. So audience building strategies. Let's go back to the history of radio and TV. Radio and TV used to advertise in a market to build uh, their audience. You know, they would. They had an ad budget. When a new radio station came to town, and even existing radio stations, to this day, I'm here in Nashville, and I see the Bobby Bones show come on TV. I see billboards for Jack FM. I mean, they spend advertising dollars to get you to tune in. Why would they do that? Because they can't monetize if they can't keep getting an audience. So radio TV stations take a portion of their money, whether it's an investment or it's income, and they continually add uh, advertise on other media. Now, it's interesting to me, radio and TV doesn't really advertise. I don't see much advertising on the Internet, and you'd think they would do that. But, uh, 
you know, they're creatures of habit. So the reality is, if you're just getting started and you can do, make a budget to do Google AdWords, Facebook ads, and YouTube ads, you could could start building an audience to your podcast. And, of course, one of the things you want to encourage people in your podcast is to subscribe by email and build an email list so that every time you post a new show, you can send out an email and say, watch the show. Repurpose your content in Facebook and YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is media, and you can make it social. And what happens is, is when you take this podcast content and repurpose it in Facebook, and you repurpose it in YouTube, you can bring more people into your email list, and of course those are ways you can monetize. So create a Facebook business page. Create a Facebook business group to share your ideas with your fans, and ask what they want to hear or see from you. And every show, I said this before, but I'll say it again, ask for subscribers every time you create content. In fact, go to MikeStewartPodcasting.com and look on the right and put your name and email address if you're hearing this on Facebook or if you're hearing this on YouTube. Or click the link. I want you to be a part of my community. Tell, tell your friends, you know, share this content with your friends. Share it in Facebook. Share the YouTube video. Or share the podcast. But be sure to get uh, involved with my community and come back and listen next time because I'm going to continue to make content that can make a difference in your business and in your life. You have to do the same thing. I'm doing it right now. So how are the ways you make money and generate sales? You can create books. You can create ebooks, Kindle books. You can get an Amazon. You can direct people to Amazon products. You can make CDs. You can make DVDs. My biggest Moneymaker is subscription websites. Tabletpodcasting.com is a subscription website. And I hope you'll join. But I'm giving away this content in my podcast and in my social media to help you. You know, whether you buy or not is not, not the point. The point is, if you didn't know what I had to offer, I would never make money. Then, you know, if you're in my email list and you didn't buy from me, I may have an event online. I may have an offline event. I may have, I, I, I offer group coaching. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I, I do shipped products that I, uh, that I resell, services that as a reseller or an affiliate. These are the ways that you can make money and generate sales. And if you're a brick-and-mortar business, as a podcast, you can generate leads to call your business or come into your business and come into your store. You know, I don't care what your business is. People may find out about you through a podcast and come in one of these ways, one of these avenues, that can turn, turn into a customer. What's the value of a customer? What's the lifetime value of one customer? So making content and building the relationship through the content and then reminding people, if you want to get in touch with me, go to MikeStewartPodcast.com. If you're interested in learning podcasting, go to TabletPodcasting.com. Okay, let's talk. If you don't know equipment, this is. If you already know equipment, then you don't need to look at it. There's there's hundreds of packages out there, and they're all good. But these are the basics. This this is what I use for my in studio um, podcasting equipment. In fact, that's exactly pretty much what I own. Except the difference is I don't have a a heel microphone. I have an Audio Technica microphone. But I have all of these things. I'm using these things right now. Um, I have. A large diaphragm microphone that I'm talking on right now. I have a shock mount that that microphone is in. I have a pop filter. I'm 
tapping on my pop filter right there. Uh, because I don't need to listen to anything, I'm not using headphones, but I could use headphones if I needed to hear other content, like I was doing an interview with somebody. Um, I got a mic cable. I use a scissor boom. Uh, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to be holding the microphone or bending over. This microphone is, is uh, clamped to my desk, and it's right here in front of my mouth, so I can look at my slides, and I can talk right into the side of the microphone. And then I'm using, I, in fact, that's the exact same uh, device I'm using with my PC. It works with a Mac and a PC that's called a Scarlett um, Focusrite USB uh, audio mixer. It allows me to plug this microphone and then get it into my computer. So what you want is a pro USB computer mixer. And that's a great podcasting package, probably around 500 bucks. Could you do it with a headset USB microphone? Absolutely. Could you use the built-in microphone of your uh, iPad and your laptop? Absolutely. But this is what I use. This is what I recommend. Now, what softwares allow you to make a podcast or a video podcast on your computer. Well, for audio, Audacity is free. You just search Audacity uh, in Google, and may I, I'll probably have a link here on the podcast where you can see where to get Audacity, uh, and I'll have links to all these programs. I like Sony Audio Studio. I like uh, Sony. Uh, well, it used to be Sony Audio Studio. Now it's by a different company, uh, but Audio Studio, uh, Adobe Audition. Vegas Video, Adobe Premiere for video, and Filmora, and there's thousands of others for PC. When it comes to Mac, Audacity runs on the Mac. Uh, GarageBand comes free on the Mac. WavePad, iMovie, Final Cut Pro for video, Adobe Premiere, and a thousand others. Nobody cares what software you do it in. Just get a software and learn to edit together your show. Now, I highly recommend getting Camtasia and doing interviews over Skype. With Camtasia, I can interview a colleague and get their sound if they have a good microphone that's clear. In fact, one of the things you can do is you can do interviews with Zoom.us, and those can be video interviews that become video podcasts. Lots of ways to do it that didn't exist a few years ago. One of the things you're going to need is royalty-free music. You want to want to have music intros, outros, and transitions, but be sure you use legal music. And there's thousands of places you can get it, I'll be honest. But I'm only only refer to one that matters to me, my site, onlinevideolegalmusic.com. That's where you can get great, affordable, legal music for your podcast, your YouTube videos. Because you remember, these podcast content, you're going to repurpose everywhere. And if you use illegal music, Facebook, YouTube, you know, everybody can take you down. Now, you can get away with it on your own website, probably, but it still doesn't make it legal. So best thing to do is use royalty-free music. If you don't know what a jingle, an ad, or a sweeper, or a transition, and use of sound, use of sound effects are, these are things that uh, we teach in Tablet Podcasting. But this is the difference between just being an interview. You want to have music to create jingles and ads. You don't want to have to do the ad over and over again live. You want to pre-record those ads. Sweepers are little quick, short, 15-second uh, transitions that people uh, used to introduce, to introduce a radio show or a TV show or their logos. So in other words, you need to know that terminology to make better content. Now, I'm a huge fan of this app and this microphone. This is the iPad uh, and iPhone Boss Jock Studio app. 
Now, you can make amazing podcast audio shows with your phone or, or your iPad. Uh, and if you use that microphone right there that plugs into the lightning port, that's what's called a lightning mic, you've got as good a studio as I showed you uh, with the, the PC or the laptop version. So if you already have an iPhone, a $10 app and a $220 microphone, and you've got a portable, amazing studio. But we actually have um, students making podcasts with just the built-in microphone. And if you're close enough to the phone or the iPad, it's a pretty amazing quality. So how does the Boss Jock app work? Well, it allows you to hit one-touch record button, but you got to remember, you're just like in a radio station. You are live. There's no editing here. Now, you can go back and edit it later if you wanted to, but the idea is to learn to make it fast and quick. So basically, this is what's called a cart machine. That's what they used to have in radio stations to queue up pre-recorded sweepers, effects, interviews, sound effects, and advertising promos. So if you have commercials and sweepers, like there's my podcast sweeper, uh, there's my um, commercial, and there was an interview I did. So that allows me to talk a little bit, mute the microphone, and play back pre-recorded content, just like they do on a radio station. So a 10-minute show should only take you 10 minutes to do it. You can't create 10 minutes worth of great content a week. You're just too busy. And then, of course, you can lock your microphone on, or you can make it hold it down with your finger. That's up to you. So this thing, you can learn. You can download this app today for $10 and learn to make podcasts in a matter of minutes. Just be sure you use legal, legal music in your app. And then when you're finished with your app, it has the ability to export it and send it to the Internet and get it on your uh, WordPress website. You can play it back, and then, of course, what you can do is you can export it. The ways you can export it are as an MP3 file through email, or you can put it up on SoundCloud or Dropbox. Uh, but, uh, you know, it makes it real easy to send that audio up to where it can be submitted as a podcast. So... Uh, I love this app. Makes it dead easy to podcast right from a phone or an iPad. Doesn't run on Android and only runs on iPhone or iPad. Now I want to show you the masters that I know. There may be others, but these are the guys that I know are just killing it. And this is a if you want to learn more about podcasting and the monetization of podcasts, these are probably good a couple of good podcasts that I listen to, you should listen to too, because these guys are brilliant. Now I want you to look at the number up here in the top hand corner. That's the money that Pat Flynn made from referral marketing. And you ought to just go look at this website as a benchmark, as an inspiration. This young man does millions a year from his podcast. Because why? He refers people to things that make him money, and he has he's built a fan base of a few million. So it's a numbers game. Now, can you do this? I don't know. Maybe. But it proves it's doable. So study the smartpassiveincome.com podcast. WordPress, consistency, great content, interviews, and refers people to things that make him money. His own products. Everything I described is here. Here's another one. This is John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas is an amazing content creator. But more importantly, look at the money he made in June of 2017. Look here how he's getting people to subscribe to him. Stitcher, 
iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, the Fire app. I, I mean, I don't know how he got on all those other places because all I know for a fact we can do is Apple and Stitcher. But, you know, I'm going to research that if he's doing it, it must be working. But this is somebody else that you want to look at. Look at the John Lee Dumas podcast. Looks like it's called Fire, Fire Nation. Great content, and you just need to do it in your niche. This is a buddy of mine, David Hooper, here in Nashville. Uh, he's monetizing his Red podcast. Another great podcast, you know, for business owners. But the, the, you can see here he's doing the thing. Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Android, RSS, Google Play. This is a model. He's only done 229 shows in the last few years. You know, once a week. Four years worth of doing it. It's not like radio or TV. But it's making him money. It makes him a living. Here's uh, one of my newest students. And this is a podcast that I set up for a, a local Nashville band. And, you know, it, it, what, what hurts my heart is is mu- every band who has fans should have a podcast that their fans can tune into and listen to. So the, just to show you, this, this podcast website took less than an hour to set up. Less than an hour. And you ha- they have all the elements to start building a fan base and then be able to monetize it when the numbers get up there. This is another podcast I do in a niche. This is to show you an inspiration. We have gotten consulting clients and we have gotten product purchases because we create content every week that the pest control industry sees value in. And then a percentage of those people will either hire us as coaches, buy our online courses, buy our videos and DVDs, or products we refer to them. It's the same model and if you go to iTunes and search pest control marketing, we're the only podcast in the world on 9 billion devices. So let that sink in a minute. Find your niche and dominate it. So if you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of podcast, then you need to go right now to tabletpodcasting.com or click the link below this video. But more importantly, I wanted to open your eyes to what's possible and let you know that the best days are yet to come. And if you want to reach your audience and have your own radio, internet radio, and TV station that is on demand and bingeable, that's what I heard a broadcaster here in Nashville say from the stage, that the world wants on-demand, mobile-compatible, bingeable content. That's why Netflix, that's why Hulu, that's why podcasting, that's why Amazon Prime. That's why all of these systems are allowing the world to get audio and video content on demand and listen to as much of it as they want to when they want to. The old paradigm, the old model of when I was a kid, you had to stop everything you're doing at 8 o'clock on Sunday night to see Ed Sullivan. That's over. Nobody wants to do that. That model has died. And I can't help technology has enabled people to get content on demand. You know, how many of you like television shows, but you record them on your DVR and you you skip the commercials? That's because the old model doesn't work. But you might be interested in listening to 
an advertisement of something that's related to the interest of the content you're listening to. So that's why I do podcasting. That's why I'll continue to do podcasting. And I teach podcasting and set up podcasting for people that want to do that with their passion. I'll, I'll leave you with this. One of the leading social media experts in the world is a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. On the, there'll be a link on this podcast to his book, Crush It. You should get his book. I've read it three times. How to Crush It on the Internet with Your Passion. If you're not ready to crush it, you're not ready to take action, and you're not ready to hustle, like Gary says, it's probably not for you. But if you are, and you're not podcasting, you now know how to make it happen inexpensively, and look and come out of the shoot like an expert. Thanks for your time. I'm Mike Stewart, the Internet Audio and Video Guy, and this has been a podcast on podcasting. Thank you.